Thank you for tuning into Brewed Up, a podcast where two LA-based female homebrewers chat, laugh, and learn about craft beer, home brewing, and whatever else comes to mind. Tyler is based in the San Fernando Valley and has been homebrewing for two and a half years. Lori is based in South LA and has been making cider for seven years. This show is available to listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and more. Now, here's the show. Are you going to go first or me? Because I went first last time. I'll do it. Welcome to Brewed Up. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. This episode is about experiments in home brewing. Home brewing is fun. Ex- <laughs> Experimenting is fun and home brewing is fun. But experimenting is fun, especially when it involves alcohol hell yeah girl yes so we have yeah me and me and lolly actually both experimented with stuff Mm -hmm. and now we're just gonna taste it and talk about it yeah we're so are y'all ready for the ride (laughs) (laughs) put your seatbelt on it's gonna be a wild ride it's gonna be a wild ride all right so what are what are you what okay this one i have says the USO5 sours, what's written on the cap. Okay. Tell me. I should have one, but I don't. So I'm glad. Actually, I'm glad at least you have it because I, I had it before. But I'm so interested to know what it tastes like now because I brewed this um, quite a while ago. Okay. Um, so the experiment was in conjunction with a fellow Valley bag, Carlos. Shout out to Carlos. Mm-hmm. Perfect carbonation. Wow. Beautiful, clear color. Oh, the bubbles. Yeah, it better be fucking clear. That thing's been sitting for like. (laughs) This is beautiful. Cheers. Damn, can you take a pic of that? Yeah, that's. That's crisp. That's a crispy boy. I wish it's not very light in here. It's going to look a little darker. Oh, this is like pale. Straw. Wow, looks really good. It's gorge. I have one more, but it's in Temecula, so I'll have it's to get that eventually. You. But anyway, because the experiment oh. was um, basically, I was talking to Carlos about our goza, mm-hmm. which is a kettle sour that we use good belly with. It smells mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it smells so good. Oh, I'm so jealous. Mm-hmm. I'm like looking at you through this fucking screen, like I want some. Okay, this is awesome. <laughs> this is really? so awesome. Yeah, it's super oh, awesome. Man. All right. Sorry, Alex, but I got to keep that last bottle for myself. You're done. Um, <laughs> so let me break it down because it's kind of a long process. But I was talking to Carlos mm. about our goza that we made and we kettle mm-hmm. soured it with Good Belly. Remember? I recall. And a lot of people use Good Belly, which is a um, like probiotic drink mm-hmm. that has 
lactobacillus like in it at the bottom. So people, people, you can literally pitch that into wort and it will sour. Um, but he was like, you know, that's kind of like, you know, it's good, but it's a little like one dimensional. I was like, well, what the, what do you do? And he's like, well, I've soured saisons with just unmanned, unmilled grain, like malt. And I was like, what? And I was immediately like hooked because I'm like, this sounds like some old world shit, you know, yeah. like you're souring beer with just grain. You throw the grain in there. And so he explained to me that there's, you know, there's lactobacillus on grain. There's a bunch of shit on grain, but there mm-hmm. is lactobacillus living on grain. So if you pitch it into wort and keep it at, you know, that high temperature, remember we kept it at like 100 degrees for like yes. two days, yes. it'll sour and it'll be like, I guess a little bit more dynamic. I don't know. I, whatever. I was like, I'm down to try it. And so we had, we did a side by side. He usually makes a sour starter, which is just like making a starter. You make the wort mm. um, and then you throw in the the unmilled grain and mm. you keep that little starter hot and that little, you know, bit of wort will sour. And then you dump that into the wort that you brew So I wanted to try that way, and then I also wanted to try, and these are just two one-gallon batches. So you should have made more. This is fucking awesome. I know, (laughs) and it's that was such a basic recipe. I actually I should have looked it up. It's incredible. It's just like I think it was just like Turo and probably Munich, (laughs) of course. I mean, this is like Um, um, I'm tasting so much stuff. It's so good. Like I can taste grain. I can taste flowers i can taste fruit um it's sweet it's tart it, the the body is not too thick the finish is great it's it's not um doesn't taste fake like sometimes a a quick sour is like err you know mm-hmm. it's really good maybe that's what he was saying because i mean like i said i brewed that like back in Gosh, I mean, this is was... dynamic. Honestly, this reminds me of like a really good. That makes me so happy that it came out. That like it's a like a really good nicely. white wine or something like a really good oh. Sancerre or Viognier or but grainy, not as sweet. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to it's floral. It's really good. That's cool. So oh. that the one that you're drinking <clears throat> So I, I hopped both of them. So after they soured, so one I so one I pitched the sour starter in, and then one I we just pitched grain in. Okay, hold on. The, I'm gonna the, pause the real quick on you. Oh, okay. You made wort with one yeah. grain. Munich. No, two, no, no, no. The, yeah, I think it was like two row. There was like a couple things. Two row, I think probably like oh, there was two two row wheat and probably i think rye was in there excuse me rye malt tastes great um then i'll I'll definitely you made a souring starter so so the sour starter we had to make first because um just like a just like a kettle sour you make wort and then we threw in the grains and then we kept that i think it was maybe I think it was maybe a liter. It was less than it was probably like 800 like milliliters. 
probably even less. I think it was like 600 milliliters, actually, now that I'm looking at it. And mm. I kept that Erlenmeyer flask warm for like two days <laughs> so that the wort in there would sour. How'd you keep it warm? In it. it was funny because I was like, how the fuck am I going to? So Carlos usually keeps it in a, um, a crock pot. Okay. So he, yeah, he keeps it in a crock pot so he can keep. But I was like, I don't have a crock pot. So I tried the oven. I tried like a cooler with like really hot water. I was trying all sorts of shit. So you just kept kind of switching it around? Yeah. And then towards the end, I was like, well, my fermentation fridge is empty. Maybe I turn that into a hot box. I was like, Uh what am I going to do to keep it warm? (laughs) And I I took my... I took one of my space heaters and you know how we were talking about the temp control where you, oh, one yeah. side is hot, one side is cold. I plugged the, um, I plugged the space heater into the hot side. And so that would turn on and it would, it, I, I set it so that the refrigerator would stay at like a hundred degrees and it worked. I was like, fuck yeah. So this is like, the, I don't want, Honest, I'm not drunk or anything. This is probably one of the best home brews I've ever had. It's like fancy. It's so good. It was so so simple. I gotta do it again now. I gotta make it's like terrific. Gallons. Yes, make twenty I'm gallons. Glad you like it. Sell it. And make a bunch of money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the USO five. So the one batch got the starter that mm-hmm. we made. So then I had a brew day. I brewed three gallons, two and a half gallons. I put split them, you know, into two one gallon jugs. One of them I dumped the starter in that at that point the starter had gone down in ph and it was sour you can smell it you could taste it It i think it went down to like 3.2 or something and then the other half we just threw in just grain like free ball grain i (laughs) i always call it free balling like when i when i dry hop sometimes and i don't put in like a thing yeah i just call it free ball hop yeah i like free balling hops and I kept both of those one gallon jugs at like 100 degrees for like a couple days to just to see if like one maybe got more sour, like the starter got more sour, or the one that had just grain in it got more sour. Mm-hmm. But they both ended up getting to like three point three point three or three point two in the same span of time. I think the sour starter got there faster, but then it stopped. Okay. And so, but they both ended up getting to three point three, and so then. I think the one that you're drinking had the uh, free ball grain, or maybe the starter. I put USO5 in that. And then the other one, I put that wild yeast that I caught. Got Just it. to see, you know. To, they tasted the same. I put the same hops. I think I used. Um, so the one you put. Oh my God. Like, am I paying attention? The one you put. <laughs> Too much <just> information. <laughs> the free ball grain in. You're thinking there's enough like organic molecules and shit on the grain that it's going to sour the solution that is put in. But there was there mm-hmm. possibly was yeast, but you ended up pitching yeast or you ended up pitching your other yeast onto after it soured. Right. So after they both soured, then I, you know, boiled them doing a tiny tiny bit of hops because that hops like inhibits lactobacillus so i put a tiny bit of hop what and then kind of hop one of your little what did little i put peco pellet? so bad at what 
I looked at the process of what we did, but I forgot to look at the fucking recipe. Um, I think the hops I used was, yeah, it was one of the ones that I had from Yakima. It was either Peco or Caliente. I think it was Peco. Good. Peco. So good. Um, so, yeah, I boiled it, that. tiny bit of hop, and then chilled it down, and then pitched the yeast in there to, like, have a normal fermentation. And the fermentation was kind of weird. Like one was like going crazy. One was like not doing anything. I was like, is this weird? But they eventually both got down to like 10, 10. But I think I definitely should have let the wild yeast one go a little bit longer because I probably bottled it and it wasn't done fermenting. So, but we were both so interested to see like, you know, first, like if they would both get as sour and, if they would taste different. I think the main reason that people do sour starters is because it's less of a risk. If you make five or 10 gallons of wort Mm -hmm. and then, you know, throw in some grain that might not, for some reason might not be good. And the whole batch turns into vomit or poo poo. I'm going to take the yeast hit Um, now. Yes. Yeast hit. Whereas with a starter, with with a starter, you can kind of like test it out. And if it comes out good, you're like, okay, cool. I can dump this in there. Does that make sense? Yeah. I really want to, I want to like more like sour kettle souring. I want to just honestly moving forward. I just want to use like the grain because it tastes good. This yeast hit is phenomenal. Get lit off that yeast hit. Dude. Okay. Well, my vote is for this grain sour thing um i haven't tasted the other one yet so explain the other one i'm gonna show well, you it did right now? you tasted it at uh the brew day didn't you that was the that oh. was a uh, like valley yeast one that was a valley yeast version and the one that the valley the valley yeast wild yeast one was pretty interesting you didn't have it at the brew day it tastes Care- like just it just tastes like a wild crazy fucking beer <laughs> I did. It just tasted kind of like a. I liked it. It was like, just like a basic goes or something. Yeah, it was like pretty funky, sour. It was tart. It was yeah. It, yeah, it was like what I kind of expected it to be. It was a little weird. It was adequate. It was good. So, that was the experiment. I mean, we didn't really have any predictions or theory. I think actually, I think Carlos's theory was that the sour starter would work a little bit better Mm. and that's why i was like no let's do the free ball grain let's see (laughs) and so i'm i'm actually glad that they both came out the same because you know i I obviously we did small batches we did one gallon batches it would be maybe a different story with a bigger batch but i'd be wanting i'd be willing to try it again with like a five gallon batch um how much grain like when you say free ball a cup one of those packages. Um, I mean, for just for a gallon, how much did you use? There's a um, so milk the funk, and if people are interested in like sour, funky beer stuff, like definitely go to the milk the funk wiki because they have so much information there. But we basically got our information um from their page on like making a sour starter, and if I can find it. Uh, and what's what's milk milk the funk? There, it's just like this group of like 
sour beer like scientists nerd mm. nerd people it's like I, a community of like of people i feel um, like i've had milk the funk beer at long beach beer lab does that sound probably right? maybe hmm. okay so two cups is the recommendation from milk the funk for a sour starter so i think we just put that yeah, we use the same amount in the one gallon like batch. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's I a it's that. a bunch of people. They do a bunch of experiments and post all their findings online. It's pretty crazy. But um, yeah, I think the uh, the only troubleshooting was on my end keeping the stuff hot mm. for because you know how before when we did the goza we threw it in the cut like the cooler it was there the it was too small so I had them both in the two gallon jugs and I was like where am I gonna keep this. Yeah. So I just put them in my mini fridge and that worked out. It sounds thankfully. so dangerous though. Like <laughs> space. Yeah, I was I was like, Am I gonna come home and my apartment's gonna be on fire? <laughs> Two plastic jugs. <laughs> no, it was glass. Come on. <laughs> Two glass one gallon jugs. Please do not try that with plastic, y'all. Do not do that. I'm just uh, thinking of all the unsafe things that people do i know it was a little sketchy but i was like i think this is gonna work that's pretty next rad. time i'll get a heat next time i get a heat wrap that's a little bit safer i think so i i don't have a bottle of the sour but i do have a bottle of what i call karen <laughs> and karen was the first karen was the first beer that i brewed with the wild yeast that we captured and we actually captured it at victor's uh victor's house under a lemon tree this is gonna probably explode and i have a beer a has Karen the, too. this beer has the same yeast oh yeah you do this beer has the same yeast that i used in the uh the second batch of the, the sour experiment oh here she goes oh god <laughs> no oh. okay i'm gonna have to do the same thing get my oh. towel ready is it bad oh yeah it's pretty bad <laughs> bottle bombed up so while you try to figure that out i'll quickly explain the yeah. how we captured this wild yeast so it's pretty easy you just um how we've how i've caught two strands has been actually from or i want to say i caught the first one and then technically memo caught the second one is from just like runnings from the end of a brew day that are extra that don't make into the fermenter because it's been boiled with hops which is good to protect from you know bacteria other Mm -hmm. like you don't really want to want to catch yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so that's kind of like the perfect if you have extra war after a brew day that's so smart i love yeah i love like resourceful shit like that totally put it in a bucket put a mesh thing over it put it under a tree leave it there overnight, pick it up in the morning, put it in a like sanitized mason jar and then kind of just put it in a closet and check it out in like a week or two. I always week hear and a like half. people doing it under fruit trees. Is that part of me? There's mm-hmm. a, it's it's firecracker season in my neighborhood right now, but I always a firecracker? Um, oh wow, it tastes pretty good. It's like Belgian-y. I always hear people doing it under fruit trees. Is that because of bees or well, fruit has so there's like Saccharomyces yeast everywhere, but it's definitely like, from what I understand, like the good 
yeast this that had you retention is like brewing oh really yeah impressive. it's like <laughs> five inches high um <laughs> from what i so saccharomyces is like flying all over the place and so from what i understand you get you'll definitely if you'll get a better chance of getting like good yeast from um like fruit trees and um in like gardens and stuff mm-hmm. um for, so I've tried to catch yeast here at my complex, and it always is like mold or some disgusting shit. Because mm. I'm I live in too much of an industrial area. Like I bet you could you could easily catch yeast in your backyard. You know, yeah, I was trying that. This totally tastes like a Belgian. Tastes Belgiany, right? Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of this yeast still alive. I had to like. I had to like bring it back to life because I think I fucked up and used a jar that <laughs> I had like two jars and all of a sudden one was missing and I dumped one. I'm like, oh no. But now that you have this yeast, you can keep growing it and keep using it. And mm-hmm. you don't even need to wash yeah. it. You just kind of save a little and then grow it more, right? Yeah. So what I did was I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And I saved some from um, a bottle <laughs> and I kind of like, grew it up a little bit and it worked so i have a little i grew it up i need to get situated so i i recommend everyone go and try it out it's super easy and like the outcome is is pretty fun i mean it's fun i don't know it's just fun to experiment with you know me so Lori, tell us about your experiment. I feel like no, I've been talking I, I'm sorry. Way I was just uh, too long. no, no. I was just putting that beer away because now I'm tripping out. Um, I think it's so cool that it turns out like a Belgian beer because the Belgian brewing tradition is like old school, and they're probably catching the same kind of yeast, and mm-hmm. it makes sense. I love it. And actually, I was just going to ask because um, we had a conversation not too long ago about beer de miel and i think it would be cool if you saved oh, yeah. a little bit of this starter for that so everyone go catch wild yeast because it's fucking awesome and if it comes out a, if it comes out good it's like fun to play with you know oh for so, sure yeah all right so let's move on okay um laurie what'd you hello? do um, I made something that I was recently told is not a beer. Um, what? But it, what is a fermented beverage? How dare they? I know. But it's true. Um, I made something called kvass, and it's sort of a historical Russian fermented beverage, and it's made from basically so- soaking toasted bread. Uh, usually it was used with like you know, leftover bread would get toasted and then you add boiling water, you let it steep. And then that's essentially your wart. But since you're not Mm. cooking it, I guess they're saying it's not brewed. So therefore it's not a beer, but I first had a kvass at the aforementioned long beach beer lab, which by the way, I cannot wait to go back there. Um, they make I had that kvass with you that was really good oh yeah I had to get a growler and bring it back to you Tyler that shit was so good (laughs) and this place is cool they like make beer they make pizza and they make bread so it's just like all in-house and I kind of like that it's kind of like you know using all these different ingredients in resourceful ways so like you could bake you could bake bread you're using yeast 
you've got the grain, you might as well make beer. And so when I was there, I had a, they had it like it was called a Berliner Kvass. Um, mm. So I ordered it and I was completely blown away. So I did a little research on Kvass. I downloaded a free book that you recommended, Tyler. And mm-hmm. um, I made one and I have plans to make to make it again, just to fuck with it. Um, but I think it's probiotic, so it has nutritional elements to it. Um, so let me just finish this uh, care care. Hold on, going back to your Karen, what's what's the ABV do you think? I don't know. I think it's pretty low. It's going to make me that one. Is- <laughs> I know it's hella it's hella carbonated. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this kvass sound is very carbonated. Kvassier. Whoa, that smell is interesting. Wait, okay. do you like rye bread? Honestly, I don't know if I've Ooh. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> I can't. All I say have is a big bottle. I don't know if I've had rye bread, and if I have, I definitely don't remember what it tasted like. But I like using rye really? malt. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at this color. It looks like, holy crap, it's like white. <laughs> yeah. It was like white in the Dude, fermenter. What? I have to take a picture of this. This is crazy. So I'm a big fan of rye bread. Like, <clears throat> I don't eat bread a whole lot, but if I go out to la- breakfast, I will always order rye toast. Mm. And... um. This does taste like, in my opinion, that aroma. a piece of rye toast. This is crazy. I took a picture of it because it. The burps, they're happening. I'm sorry. Whoa. Dude, this is so crazy. I love this. It's crazy, right? Oh my God. This is great. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, I just I had no idea what it was gonna taste like. I had no expectations. And yeah, I'm just like I it didn't either. Like bread. Is there yes. hops in here? No. Awesome. No hops. So what I did was I I had two loaves of rye, um, one Jewish and one sourdough, just to like be cute or whatever. Chopped them up, toasted them. Really, um. I had conflicting stories. One said you should toast. One said you should just dry it out. So I just dried it out for like two hours um, at 200 degrees in the oven. Then I boiled water, put it in, put all the bread in the kettle, poured the water on top and left it for four hours. Then I put it in a fermenter. Wow. And I. That's a long mash. Yeah, I guess, but it also <laughs> didn't stay. It doesn't stay at temp. Like, it just kind of soaks. soaks. In there. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like making sun tea, or I don't know. So <laughs> when I looked sun at the tea, <laughs> well, the ABV is pretty low. But when I looked at the bricks, it was really low, and I was thinking, mm, I don't know how this is gonna go. So oh I, yeah, I remember that you showed me. You're like, is this low? like yeah that's pretty low it's pretty low so i was worried about bottle conditioning it um so i don't know i think in terms of an experiment i didn't really do the experiment justice because 
in the final stages, I got creative and switched the plan up just because I thought I was making something that I'd want to drink as opposed to something the way it was supposed to be made. Does that make sense? Wait, what, what did you switch up at the end? Oh, at the end, I just added honey to bump the ABV. And I also added... You know, um, no, people might have done lemon. that too back in the day. I think they did because I saw a couple other recipes in this book where he was adding raisins, which typically gets added to add sugar and sometimes wild yeasts. Um, mm-hmm. And then I also added some lemon juice because I thought it would be cool to kind of maybe have it be Dude. a little tart. And I this used... awesome. Oh, I'm so glad you like it. I use champagne yeast, which is what I have a ton of that on hand. So that's your shit. <laughs> I love Red Star. You Red Star, premier cuvee for life. <laughs> Red Star. Um, <laughs> Sponsored tastes- by Red Star. <laughs> Just kidding. It tastes. Uh, so this is what red rye bread tastes like. Yeah. Okay. Okay, then, yeah, I've definitely had it before. I think this is um, very interesting. I think the way it was made is, like, super intriguing to me. And I just appreciate it. I think it came out for, like, what it is. I think it came out very good and tasty. And I don't know. You might be the new Kavas queen. (laughs) (laughs) I want to do one with just sourdough bread. Because I've there's mm-hmm. both ways I've read, which I thought you know you wouldn't have the, and I want to make it dark. I also I saw a recipe with pumpernickel, which is like another dark bread. It so is kind of makes... giving me sourdough. It is kind of giving me sourdough. Well, one of the lows was sourdough rye, and I okay. did add um, I added a little lemon juice at the end right before fermentation. That know. reminds me, I need to feed my sourdough starter. It's probably dead in the freezer. Oh my god, mine is such a poor <laughs> child. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm coming for you. I'm coming. The last time I saw it was like kilted on its side and I just left it in there. So last time hard. I looked at it, I think I saw like a hand <laughs> formulate out of the <laughs> the goo just stick to the glass. Like, help me. Well, the craze in the sourdough um, starter is like, we're out of yeast. But I drove out of town and got yeast, so I didn't need to do it. Um, so, yeah, I think the next time I do this, uh, definitely like making it with rye. I'm such a rye bread fan. This would be so good with, like, bacon and eggs. This would be – this is – yeah, this is – All right, so Swiss. fuck mimosas, fuck coffee beers. Mm-hmm. We're on the kvass. We're on the rye kvass for breakfast. Rye kvass <laughs> for breakfast, please. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Imagine going to like a brunch spot. Hey, do you have kvass? They're like, they're like, oh shit. They're like, oh shit. We're like so behind on the trends right now. Somebody research <laughs> kvass, kvass, hurry. Instagram, hashtag kvass. Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminded me like, <clears throat> there are like, it, I guess they would call it an oven baked, but they said it's not a beer. So it's not really te- technically an oven baked beer. But yeah. I mean, that's okay. It's a. It's a beverage. Beverage. I mean, so wait, what's the alcohol content? It's pretty low, this right? This is I'm at 3.5. And it, and that's because you bumped it up, too, with honey uh-huh. and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. I love it. I would totally drink this on a fucking farm. Like, yeah. you know. 
break the time. Farm. Let's drink some kvass. Mm-hmm. You Let's know. be like out in the <laughs> farm country. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like in the family of like a Saison or something. Yeah, it's Cider, refreshing. Belgian. Like it definitely the yeah. rye comes through pretty pretty I think it's almost aggressive. And some people don't like rye at all. But I I'm love a, it. I'm a fan, I think. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I like rye malt. Yeah. So Okay, we well then do... are you you say you're gonna do this again? Yeah, I think if I try it again, sourdough. Or sourdough, maybe just, just like a hundred percent. Maybe I'll do a hundred percent. Maybe I'll do a half and half. Also, a sourdough have, that you baked, right? That's what I was going to ask you. We should collab. You should bake me. Oh, I know you love those all day sourdough sessions. I yeah. <laughs> I just need a Saturday, and I'll be I'll be good to get. Yeah, just like take a whole freaking day to yourself. Bake me some yeah. sourdoughs. Then I'll I will. I will. This. I'm. I totally miss it. I've, <laughs> since quart quart ended for me, I've um. My sourdough baking days have come to a standstill, and it's pretty depressing, you know? It was very, very therapeutic, I thought. And I thought it came out pretty good, so I'll make another one for this yeah. experiment, for sure. And I think there's more to, like, uh, play with here. Like, I just dried it out. You could toast it and get it brown. Yeah. That was remi- reminding me of, like, you know, how you can get, like, caramel malts and... Mm-hmm kiln malts mm-hmm. and things like that so it's sort of in that vein there's room so. to play experiment with mm-hmm. but i say for your first try at kvass you did a fantastic job thank you and do you have any of this left this is the last one. Oh, well cheers cheers <laughs> dear i hope you wrote notes on this because um Mm-mm. You know Come me. on, Lori. <laughs> Get you a damn notebook, okay? I need a notebook. I need what? Do, what do we have? What's your brewing software you like to use? Don't even fuck with Beersmith. That's not your style. Just I know. get a notebook. <laughs> just do old school. Get a I pen just, and yeah. paper. Back with an envelope and then lose it somewhere. Cat eats it. <laughs> Probably. Um. So yeah, what are I guess those were our experiments. What what do you think you're wanting to experiment with next, Lori? Well, do you have I don't any? Know. In mind? I'm. I want you to make more of that. Uh, dude, green me too, sour, dude. <laughs> I have one more bottle of that, and it's <gasps> in fucking Temecula. You better make sure nothing happens to that. You need to call. I know. Dad. I texted my dad and said, "Mom, I was like, put it aside." Put it aside. <laughs> um, Wrap it in caution. Yeah, I will. Uh, I think I'll I'll do that again. I mean, currently right now I have a couple experiments happening in my closet. <laughs> so so <clears throat> if you follow me on Instagram, you're probably seeing all this pellicle porn. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, I brewed the one that I have right now is I brewed a beer. Actually, it was the one that when you were here, it was simple, basic as um mash uh sorry grain bill it was um pilsner malt wheat malt and some special bee just because i was like kind of wanted to be dark and maybe have like a raisiny thing i threw in the wild yeast from memo's backyard thinking 
it was gonna be um sour because it soured his beer but it didn't sour at all so then i just threw in a packet of sour batch kids from imperial yeast which is Mm -hmm. Britannomyces and lactobacillus and it's supposedly for like lambics so i don't know i just dumped it in there it's probably gonna sit there for like six months and we'll see what happens so put it in the cellar my closet yeah the experimental closet I have this Brett Saison. I have a bunch of bottles that I'm excited to give you one. So next time I'm I see you. I'm excited for that too. I love experiments. That's the beauty of homebrew. Professional brewers yeah. can't do this kind of shit. I mean, they can, but it's they cost don't. cost a lot of money though. Yeah, they have to do it on their own time. Yeah. I know brewers are always like, homebrewers are the, the soul of brewing, you know, because we're out here doing all sorts of crazy shit. And I think for me, that's like the biggest um attraction for of home brewing for me i could try to you know i could i could try to get these clean beers down like a blonde ipa a pale ale whatever but for me the most fun part is throwing in two different yeasts here and throwing in some bacteria here and messing with the water profile here so it's fun i think i'll definitely keep it up and I'm excited to see what you come up with too. You do some like experimental cider stuff too, so. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple different ways you can brew to style, or you can get crazy. Yeah. And even if you brew to style and it's not what you turned out, you can always point to like what went wrong or what you can do next time with experimental stuff. I like using the scientific method, but like I said, in the clutch, I switched it up and got creative at the last minute. So it's not like I executed a proper experiment. I just made something I was hoping, you know, that I was hoping it would turn out kind of how I wanted it to turn out, but whatever. I love it. I love you and I love (gasps) beer. Oh my God. Me too. (laughs) And I love your beer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that okay. one aged well. So anyway, that's awesome, Lori. Tie tie. Um, I think we're we done. I think I we did maybe... this. Yeah, that was cool. Tell us about the experiments that y'all are doing and yeah, want to do or want us to do. Maybe tell us what you want us to do. Ooh, boss us. Boss us, us around. Know. Tell us what to yeah. do. Ooh. <laughs> I wonder if there's a way to turn you on. (laughs) Kind of. I don't want to talk about it, though. (laughs) Could we somehow combine both these experiments? Kvass with wild grain something. Karen. Make a sour kvass. All right. Done deal. Nishi mash. Coming at you. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the end of this podcast we hope we fulfilled your deepest desires thanks for listening to the beginning of this podcast too and the middle (laughs) thank you we appreciate it um we hope y'all have a great summer and we'll see you next time bye peace Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at 
Brewed Up podcast and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Feel free to also rate and review the show. The Brewed Up music is produced by LA legend producer Elusive. 